You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 148. It is, I think it's still the first week of March 2018. I'm Ethan. It's been a long week. I'm Liam. What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so much that we can't talk about. (laughs) But here we are. We're here to preview WWE's Fastlane show, which is coming up this Sunday already on the WWE Network. We'll talk about Raw from this week. We got a couple of WrestleMania matches announced on that show. They were in a hurry. We'll talk a little bit of New Japan, who had their anniversary show this week. But first, let's handle a little bit of family business here, if you will. Liam, it's well do- been well documented on this program that I have not worked out since my wedding, which was nearly nine <laughs> months ago. <laughs> and it was, it was that invasive spray tan. It really puts you off. <laughs> yes. It got, it got you out of your physical prime that you were in. Exactly. So... Uh, we bought like this stairmaster slash elliptical thing for the house here because it's important to be in shape. So I am going to start working out again. And what's one of the most important things to me when I'm working out is I need to feel cool about it. I need to feel cool. So I went online and I bought some. I bought some apparel, and I went to caffeineandkilos.com and I bought a bunch of t-shirts and. I was just browsing through their site and they had like this form to fill out and it's like, Hey, if you have any further questions here and I had a question about the product and I got an email back from the CEO of the company. Wow. And I have a guy Dean on staff over there who we might be having on the show at some point. who is apparently a big wrestling fan and I know they support uh, some of my favorite wrestlers. And so I wanted to support them uh, because they could, you know, I feel like they're part of, of this little community of this, of this wrestling community. And I wanted that. So they're based in Sacramento. Um, they sell apparel, they sell, uh, bars, they sell coffee. They're all about, as the name implies, caffeine and kilos. So you can check out caffeine and kilos.com. Just a shout out to those guys. And, uh, yeah. So just always nice when we make some friends, and when we've given shout outs to companies before here on the show, we know you've gone and supported them. Um, and when we have had sponsors here and there, you have always supported them. So thank you, listener, for doing that. And uh, go ahead and uh, and buy some stuff from Caffeine and Kilos and tell them we sent you. And speaking of a little, while we're doing it, while we're handling a little bit of business, we want to mention that we're going to be doing a little bit of a crossover with uh, with the Take Do Takedown Wrestling Podcasts. Uh, we'll be doing some WrestleMania predictions. They'll be doing some predictions as well. We'll be appearing on their show. They'll be appearing on our show. It's going to be a whole big crossover event coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Awesome. Yeah, so lots of uh, lots going on. Shout out to Craig and John. Shout out to Caffeine and Kilos. All right. On to the business at hand, which is Monday Night Raw from this week. They... All of a sudden, it felt like they were real real quick. They're like, we got to get some matches announced for WrestleMania. Why? I'm not sure, but they decided this was the crucial week. Um, so they d- shot the big angle with Ronda Rousey, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and Kurt Angle 
that's on the books. What do you think of that angle? Uh, I thought it was pretty darn good, and the uh, the crowd really ate it up. Um, you know, we we've talked, and and other people have talked. Uh, people didn't under- really know how Ronda was going to be received. She's this, you know, this outsider, this part timer coming in, but uh, it has been such a rare occurrence, as we have talked about a million times on the show, to see Hunter and Stephanie get any sort of comeuppance. Uh, the idea of Ronda Rousey coming in to kill Stephanie McMahon uh, gets fans excited. And so I thought it was a really cool atmosphere. I thought Kurt Angle's been cutting some really good promos uh, over the last few weeks. And that's not something I've really said about Kurt Angle since he's come back to WWE. Um, I believe I said last week that he had cold, dead, lifeless eyes. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he cut a good promo. He's... Uh, Physically, he and he and Triple H looked like they were on a little bit on two different pages still. But um, overall, I thought it was a pretty solid angle. You could probably argue that it was too much physicality, like the babyfaces got too much of an advantage. But uh, you know, you still you saved the Steph in the armbar spot, and you saved. I mean, they did have Kurt put Hunter in the ankle lock, but I assume the finish of that match is Stephanie in the armbar. And Triple H in the ankle lock, and both of the uh, of the McMahon Helmsley's tapping out simultaneously. I assume that's the finish we're getting at WrestleMania. So you saved at least the tap out, and you saved the the big photo op moment. But yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. Uh, what about you? Yeah, no complaints. It was really good. It made me excited for WrestleMania. I guess that was the goal. So yeah, I thought I really enjoyed that. Um, they also announced Miz against Bauer and Rollins for the Intercontinental title. I don't really like the two baby faces in a rivalry of one-upsmanship with each other, but they're doing with Bauer and Rollins. I prefer just one of those guys go heel. I really don't care which one at this point. Um, but uh, that's uh, there. Still nothing for Braun on that show, and maybe because he's the backup plan should things fall through with Brock or Roman in the in your WrestleMania main event. Uh, but what did you think of the Paul Heyman-Roman Reigns angle that closed Raw this week? It was more insider, wink-wink, we're shooting, but we're not actually shooting stuff from Paul and Roman. What did you think of it? Uh, I think a few years ago, uh, they tried to make Roman like Daniel Bryan to get him over, and that didn't work. And they, now... It, they beat him a bunch. They had, like, Bray Wyatt pin him clean. Bray, Big Show beat him clean once or twice. Yeah, they... Sheamus. They had Sheamus beat him. Uh, yeah, they that was their big plan was to have him be screwed over repeatedly by by Triple H and have him do some do a bunch of jobs, and they thought that would get him over, and that that didn't quite work out. Um, and then uh, so now it appears that the, their new tactic is to make him CM Punk, um, and so now he's going to come out and and shoot every week and uh, talk about part timers and how Brock doesn't care about the biz. So uh, it's it's kind of venturing into that territory that I've talked about before. I just I really don't care for that. I liked the promo last week because I thought it, you know, you can touch on little bits of reality without going so far into that. 
I mean, I think Paul in that promo literally said, you don't want to shoot with me and you don't want to shoot with Brock, which it always does amuse me when Paul Heyman implies that Brock Lesnar is going to shoot on somebody. <laughs> but, uh, but overall, I'm not a fan of that as your as your big main event. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, they're really going gung ho with the the idea that they they want you to think Brock is leaving, uh, right down to perhaps he. I guess he worked the house show in Chicago and worked less than a minute this past weekend. Which, if you remember, when he was uh, heading back to UFC the last time, he didn't exactly put in full effort. Uh, going towards that year's mania with Dean Ambrose. So they're trying to drum up that Brock doesn't care and Brock's already got one foot out the door. And even if he does stay, it'll only be for the money. And and Roman's going to be here every week and he cares about the boys in the back and, and he cares about the biz. And I'm just like, eh, it's not really, it's not really what I want to see. Like I like, I really liked the last Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. So I was kind of excited to see this, and this week's build did not make me more excited for it, if that makes sense. It does, and I we don't disagree very often, and we're not going to disagree here. I thought it was, I thought exactly what you what you just laid out there. So uh, yeah, it was too much. It was too too insider, and Paul is one of the great performers in the history of this business, but I didn't like his promo, and uh, oh well. You know, we still got a month to get me excited for Brock and Roman again. Um, it was good while it lasted three years ago. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania this year. The New Japan anniversary show took place this week. It's a show that you would think that I, covering New Japan for WrestlingObserver.com, would have seen, but you would be incorrect. <laughs> Brian Rose over at Wrestling Observer covered that show for that site. And Liam, I believe you've seen this program, and I have not yet. Um, what'd you, so what did you think of the big New Japan anniversary show this week? Obviously, Okada and Osprey is the big match on that show. Uh, what did you think? Uh, yeah, Okada and Osprey delivered. Um, I, did, I mentioned this on Twitter, and it's not fair. I thought this was going to be like the best match of the year, and it wasn't that. It was good... They told a nice, pretty simple story of uh, Okada's the heavyweight and and Will Ospreay's the junior heavyweight. So Okada dominated big portions of the match and Ospreay would do his high flying and he would get the upper hand, but then Okada would cut him back off. And uh, they did some really cool counters. It was a very fun match, but it was not uh, the best match of the year. It's probably not going to be in the top five best kata matches we see this year if i had to guess just one thing i want to mention because uh i'd like to take the best wrestler in the world down a peg or two this week uh in every match seemingly starting maybe a little bit before the tokyo dome and you since you watch you will know you will pick up on this okada's got a new move he's trying to get over the so, the million dollar dream the cobra clutch whatever you want to call it yes and uh, he, he slapped it on like four times in that Naito match and the Tokyo Dome. He slapped it on in the match with Sonata. And he slapped it on here in this match with Will Ospreay. And every time he puts it on, the crowd makes no noise. And the reason for that is that he never beats anybody with it. Or at least he doesn't beat any, anybody big with it, right? He just started doing it out of nowhere. 
So right. like he he needed a submission, and so he just started doing it like a month before the Tokyo Dome. Correct. Now it reminded me of uh, when Undertaker first started doing the the Hell's Gate, the the triangle choke. Like he just started doing it on SmackDown in like sometime in 2007, and uh, he did it forever. And for a long time, he would do it, and nobody would care because people didn't recognize it. He'd even beat guys with it, and it wouldn't get a pop. Right. But and they finally got it over in the main event of WrestleMania 24. Edge hit the spear, and as he's standing up to go for the pin, Undertaker grabs him into the hold, and the crowd goes nuts. And Edge taps out. And so it worked. But it took Undertaker a really long time to get it over. And that was, as you mentioned, with him beating guys with it. Beating main event guys with it. It still took him forever to get that new move over. Because he was an established guy with established moves. And people didn't want to see him do a weird chokehold. So, uh, if I could give advice to the best wrestler on the planet currently... uh, you either got to stop doing that move or you got to start beating people. And, you, and I mean, you got to beat top guys. Like you got to tap out Kenny Omega with that move. You got to, you got to choke out Naito with that move. Uh, you got to, you got to beat everybody with that move for like a year. And then people will get to it. Maybe, but I just, I'm watching that and it's again, far be it for me, but uh, you know, we are, we're, we're critics to an extent. We are. I am. I'm looking at this from an analytical perspective. If he wants this move over, he's got to take a. He's got to do what the Undertaker did. He's got to beat everybody with it for like six months to a year, and kind of still have his fingers crossed and pray that people start getting into it. I don't disagree with you. Sorry, I had a giant yawn. I, <laughs> it's not reflective of anything you just said. It's reflective of life is very difficult. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, I agree with you. He's got to start beating people with it. And, you, I mean, they work They work these 10-man tags on every single one of these shows. And, like, all of these New Japan Cup shows coming up. Okada's not in, in the New Japan Cup. So he might be working multi-man tags on those shows. Start beating guys in multi-man matches with tags instead of having, you know, Bushi pin somebody. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, you, got the, G, you got the G1 coming up this summer as well, where I assume Okada will be in that, and he'll have, you know, a bunch of matches. He's got to be like three, you know, say he wins seven matches, he's got to win like five of them with that Cobra Clutch. I'm with you. Fastlane 2018. Perhaps the worst pay-per-view logo in WWE, in my humble opinion. I can't stand the Fastlane logo. Do you remember Roadblock End of the Line? Oh, no. Well, that's a good point. Uh, That was... The Roadblock logo, I didn't dislike. The Roadblock End of the Line logo was atrocious. (laughs) You're correct. You're correct there. That show is coming up this Sunday. Feels like a filler show to me. Doesn't feel important. Uh, (laughs) Smackdown this week did not make me more excited to see the show. Full disclosure, I watched a a special on PBS on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, hosted by by Michael Keaton, who was a stagehand on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And I assure you, 
it was better than anything on SmackDown this week. I was, slip, I was slipping back and forth. Sounds like it would be better than most things in professional wrestling in 2018. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton's a Pittsburgh guy. That show was filmed in Pittsburgh, and like he worked as a stagehand on Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. So huh. there you go. Digression, wrestling. digression, rabbit trail, rabbit trail. <laughs> it's a hallmark it's a of free this flowing show. conversation. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm desperately trying to get that over. This is your Cobra clutch. It is. It is indeed. All right. Uh, let's see. Six matches have been announced for this show. And this is the last brand exclusive pay-per-view event, which might be good, might be bad in the long term. In the short term, I'm glad that I'll have like six more Sunday nights a year where I can like take my dog for a long walk rather than sit down and watch Sarah Logan and uh, Naomi wrestle each other or something or something like that. But on the other hand, that means the 12 or 13 remaining pay-per-views are all going to be a minimum of four hours long. And there's going to be a lot less of guys like Rusev and Ty Dillinger and Apollo Crews and guys like that who I enjoy watching that I won't get to see on pay-per-view anymore. What do you think about the uh, the brand exclusive pay-per-views ending? Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword in that way. Um, there are definitely guys who have gotten opportunities, I think, uh, at least on the SmackDown side. For a while, I mean, their women's division was getting a lot more chance to shine because they would have uh, you know multiple women's matches seemingly on every pay-per-view because they had a little bit they didn't have as many big male stars, so they would they were kind of forced to to make their women's division a little more uh, a little more vibrant for a while. Uh, they've certainly gotten away from that, I think, in the last few months. But yeah, there was there was definitely pluses to those brand exclusive shows. It was kind of cool to you know to to it fe- they felt cool for a minute, and uh, but at the same time. When you know when I watched the hype bros wrestle, uh, and and guys like that getting on onto pay per view, I kind of thought maybe <laughs> that's when you started thinking the brand, the whole entire brand split was a mistake. So yeah, it's it's a double edged sword. That's really all I can say. I, uh, I th- those shows are going to be long. Those those four hour shows are going to be long, and uh i'm sure i guess that's that's what the pre-show will be for now right is that's where those undercard guys will go but maybe they'll put more wrestling on those shows instead of more renee trying to corral jerry lawler and booker t into making coherent points about this fake sport i mean if there's less rosenberg and sam roberts on my television i'm i'm not gonna complain i like sam roberts in theory uh, he's the last professional broadcaster. He comes from an era of talk radio that as an immature youth that I enjoyed, but he is not a dynamic television presence. I will grant you that. But Rosenberg, yeah, he can, he can get lost. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So this SmackDown show, Fastlane on Sunday, Becky Lynch and Naomi will wrestle Natalia and Carmella on this show. Eh. Are we getting Charlotte and Asuka at Mania? Because it sure looked like Nia Jax turned babyface on Raw. And like Nia and Alexa is the telegraphed direction going forward there. I mean, that's what we talked about last week. And 
they obviously haven't had Asuka declare officially, which I assume is because they want they didn't want to have Charlotte already having Asuka as her WrestleMania opponent when she's facing Ruby. Uh, not that I really think anybody thinks that Ruby Riot's going to win the, the women's championship at this juncture, but if anyone, if there's a possibility you could fool anyone into thinking she will, if you know Asuka's uh, facing the winner of this match at WrestleMania, that would probably take a little bit of uh, steam out of that match. So I guess that's why they've, they've waited so long. Um, but yeah, certainly with Raw this week, it appeared that yes, Naya is now a sensitive, sensitive young lady, and and Alexa is taking not so thinly veiled shots at her. She was, I think, I think the term is nagging. She was nagging Naya. Um, is that something you young people say? I don't. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's it's where you. It kind of sounds like you're being uh, being nice, but you're really pointing out someone else's flaws. I see. Um, in in an, an attempt to to uh, to bring them down and uh, bring down their self esteem, so that they need you to help build them back up. Uh, technique. <laughs> you, you know? any, anyway, so I believe that's what Alexa <laughs> was doing to Naya this week. Also, Mickey James was there for some reason. Um, She's best friends with Alexa again. Sure, uh, if you say so. Um, I'll take your word for it. Anyway, yeah, it certainly appears that Naya is a baby face now and that they're going to will be a, it certainly seems like they could be going for a, a positive message with someone that looks like Naya beating someone that looks like Alexa at WrestleMania. And on the other hand, you have the, you know, the big fight feel, the, 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 the pure sports build with, uh, with Charlotte and Oscar on the other brand. And, uh, and then you also have, obviously you have Stephanie and Rhonda involved. So, and then I don't know, do, do the women get a, a, uh, uh, the Lita Memorial Battle Royal or something <laughs> to get them on the show. Oh wait, Memorial means that di- they died. Um, the Sunny Jeez. Memorial. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> that was mean. That was just mean. Um, it might be accurate after this week. Who knows? Um, I don't know. The, the, all the rest of the 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 Raw and SmackDown women who aren't in big matches do they get a, a battle royal or a or a, a a Teddy Long eight eight woman tag or something. I want to see Becky Lynch wrestle Lita in a singles match at WrestleMania. You could do that. I, I mean, I thought of all of the returning women, Molly Holly or Trish probably looks the best in that Rumble. Lita did not look the best to me, but I I'd like to see Becky Lynch. I mean, we talk about this a lot. Becky Lynch is the is the current Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder type of. She still gets reactions every week, despite the fact that she hasn't been focused on in like a year, maybe longer at this point. So, yeah, I'd like to see her get a spot on that show. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, I, yeah, I would imagine that for, I mean, pretty much everybody always ends up on that WrestleMania show, right? And so we'll, we'll find some sort of way to get the rest of those women on the show, I would imagine. Yeah, whether it's – yeah, they have to. Uh Nakamura versus Rusev was announced uh, on SmackDown this week. I would just like to point out to WWE, who must be aware of this, because they have altered the logo once already. I would be far more apt to buy Shinsuke Nakamura merchandise if the logo you designed for him did not look like a swastika. (laughs) 
I can't wear any Nakamura stuff because it looks like a swastika. <laughs> well, you could buy a Rusev Day shirt. That doesn't look like a swastika at all. That's a good point. Charlotte will wrestle Ruby Riot for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Poor Ruby. Ruby's good. I'm I'm I don't know that you've you're actively arguing with me about this, but for some reason I'm choosing this is my hill to die on this week. Ruby sure. Riot's a good wrestler. And I uh, feel bad that clearly this is just filler and no one takes her as a serious threat to win the championship. I hope her day will come. I hope Vince McMahon sees something in her, but then I'm reminded of the time that Jim Ross had to explain to Vince McMahon that some men find Asian women attractive, and that's why he should hire. <laughs> that's why he should hire Gail Kim. Yes, um, I, I see Vince looking at Ruby Riot and not really getting it. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, we we kind of mentioned this briefly last week. I think I can't remember if it was on the air or not, but. Ruby's kind of altered her look a little bit since getting up to the main roster. She still has the dark makeup and everything, but she's kind of grown her hair out and uh, she's certainly, her looks changed a little bit. Um, and in the long run for better or worse, we all know who in that, in that trio is going to be the one that ends up with the push um, because Vince has a type. So <laughs> yeah. um, the skinny blonde girl is going to get, is going to get the push in case that wasn't clear. Um, well, yeah, I I like Ruby. We we saw her on a couple of NXT house shows uh, when mm-hmm. they've come through our neck of the woods, and uh, I saw her have a really. Uh, we kind of uh, disagreed a little bit about I think the quality of the match, but I thought Ruby worked a very safe match when she came through with. with she, she I saw her work a singles match with Sonya Deville, and I think we saw her and Oscar work a tag against Sonya and Mandy. Yeah. That's um, right. And both times I thought, yeah, she's she's the perfect type of woman to be working with the other women who are going to be the stars. And I think that's probably how they see her, too. Now, does that mean she shouldn't ever get a chance to be the champion or be focused on or be given a chance to? I mean, now that now that the women have a money in the bank spot, I think there's her chances are better than they would have been even maybe two years ago. But uh, yeah, at least at this point, I, it certainly feels like Charlotte's just treading water until they get her WrestleMania story ready. The Usos are going to wrestle the New Day. Stop me if you heard this one. Is there <laughs> the you know? Is this their third trilogy? Is it their trilogy trilogy? I don't. know. <laughs> They've had a lot of matches, and they're having another one on this Fast Lane show. It's usually pretty good, though. Yeah, they had an awesome video package recapping all of their their most recent trilogy. Um, which I don't, I don't think it even went back. I mean, cause they wrestled back, you know, back when the new day were, were heels and, and the Usos were, were still wearing face paint and uh, vinyl shorts. So they, they wrestled each other about a trillion times, but uh, they did a really awesome video package uh, kind of really hyping it up and saying that this is, this is for a spot on WrestleMania. They've talked about how the Usos have never gotten a spot on the main card of WrestleMania and, Use and New Day are, you know, despite the fact they've had all the success, they're still hungry and they still want more success and they still want to, you know, they still want to be champions. And I think they they did a pretty good job. They did as good a job as you could try to make you care about a match that you've seen 500 times already. Bobby Roode's wrestling Randy Orton for 
for the United States Championship. You know, there's enough stuff on WWE programming every week, whether it be the way that Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas dress uh, <laughs> specifically to enrage me. The way or, they wrestle and perform specifically to enrage me. Yeah, there's enough stuff on WWE television that it's crossed my mind that, you know, I, it wouldn't shock me if somebody over there is listening to us. And that really hit home when I was watching SmackDown this week and I saw that Randy Orton has gotten rid of his 149-year-old Italian <laughs> Italian vampire hair. <laughs> has gone back to, to his regular Randy Orton haircut. Uh gonna miss i'm gonna i'm not gonna miss full head of hair randy orton which really creeped me out um but i am kind of mad that randy orton and the alt-right have co-opted the haircut <laughs> the haircut that looks best on my head so now <laughs> i have, i have to figure out something else to do with my hair yeah man it's it's not it's not i'm not saying it's fair but uh that's that's how that's how life goes it's like it's like it's like the mustache. It's like Charlie Chaplin was like, "Hey, I had this mustache first. Like it doesn't matter, man. It was no. Hitler's mustache. You can't you can't have that mustache anymore." Michael mm-hmm. Jordan tried to to grow it in those Hanes commercials like ten years ago, and everyone immediately was like, "Michael, what are you doing? You can't have that mustache, man." Like it's just it's, that that happens. Yeah, I can't I can't have the alt right haircut. Um, hey, is Bobby Roode gonna beat Randy Orton on this show? <laughs> I'm predicting that Jinder will get involved and it'll be a double DQ and then those guys will have a three-way at WrestleMania. Because everybody has to get on WrestleMania, Ethan. And and Jinder's too big of a star to put him in that battle royal. Uh, you know you're right. <laughs> you know you're right. Yeah, I, like pe- I pe- very pe- rarely am wrong. Me too, but people are arguing with me on Twitter about whether or not Bray and Matt are going to end up teaming coming out of this. I'm like, <laughs> have, you, have you ever watched WWE television? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to... Oh, that's by the way, they announced that Bray and Matt are going to have the ultimate deletion on an upcoming Raw, and I bet that, as we predicted, we are, we're already half right on the scoops there, uh, and I bet they're going to end up at a tag team at the end of it. <laughs> They're gonna, right. have their, they're, have the, they're gonna have their mega powers moment. Yeah. Uh, the fast lane main event is a six pack challenge for the WWE Championship. Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, John Cena and AJ Styles will be wrestling for the WWE title. John Cena is gonna lose another match on his road to WrestleMania, <laughs> <laughs> which will still end with him wrestling pop up. Uh, the Rey Mysterio rumor popped up last week. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but I guess maybe seeing this promo would lead you to believe that the Undertaker match wasn't happening. I don't know. But um, I expect AJ Styles to remain WWE Championship. No, WWE Champion after Sunday. How about you? Yeah, same. Uh, they, Other than trying to throw you off the scent of, of seeing an Undertaker, I think everybody still expects until... Until WrestleMania arrives and Cena isn't wrestling The Undertaker, I will still expect that John Cena is wrestling The Undertaker. So, I don't know. It doesn't feel like particularly dramatic. I guess the the drama is in what there is some in what I guess you'll you'll find out what the direction for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is uh for for WrestleMania whether they remain a team and face off against Shane and a partner. 
Um, or if I mean Shane's got to have a match on this show, right? Of course, it's, he's a, he's, he's got to have a high player. profile match with good workers that that will make him look good. So I mean, I kind of have always assumed that it was going to be Kevin and Sammy against Shane and somebody. So I guess we'll see. But uh, that yeah, it feels like AJ's winning. There will be a shot of John Cena looking all sad. Um, and, uh, and yes, and I guess we'll, we'll get, obviously they had, they had Sami Zayn after saying that he would lay down for Kevin in the title match, turn on Kevin in the random, uh, five way that they did on SmackDown this week and pin him, um, with the idea that the, the allure of the championship is too much for any man to resist, even if he really wants to lay down for his buddy, um, which begs the question, why wouldn't you wait until the title was actually on the line before you uh, reveal that your plan <laughs> has been to turn on your friend? Um, but I guess I guess Sammy's technically a heel, and heels can be dumb. But uh, but yeah, I guess that's that's the big drama, right? Is seeing where seeing where this Kevin Owens, Sammy, Shane, Daniel Bryan stuff is headed. They've built the show around it for the last seemingly 16 years. So, yeah, I think that's... The Carter administration, I believe, is when that feud started. <laughs> that's that's correct. Backlund was still champion. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's Fastlane. Looking forward to it <laughs> this Sunday. Only on the WWE Network and regular pay-per-view. But we'll say only on the WWE Network. Just a little aside. Uh, USA Network is running these commercials where they where they brag about how they've been the the top rated cable network for the last twelve years. It's it's you know cool, good feather in their cap. Uh, you know which, and they trumpet all of their shows like Suits and uh, <laughs> and uh, and that one with uh, the girl and uh, Lady Suits. I think what? it's called. <laughs> what? Um, there's, there's one about like a, a female drug cartel, and there's the one about Biggie and Tupac. One with an the, old truck. <laughs> yes, he likes to tinker with it. Um. Anyway, they're trumpeting all the all of their great original shows: the American Ninja Warrior show, the the Chrisley shows. You know what didn't appear in those commercials was uh, Monday Night Raw or Tuesday Night SmackDown, which are. The sole reasons that USA Network is the number one rated cable network and has been for the last 12 years. Uh, so if I were WWE and my TV contract was coming up, I wouldn't be super happy with USA Network not even mentioning us in their ad campaign about how they've been the number one network for 12 years. Or maybe that could just be a little bargaining chip. When you, when you, when you come to the table, assuming somebody in WWE is listening to the show, as, as has been made clear... Uh, Mia, when you come to the table, uh, maybe mention that, hey, uh, you did this ad campaign and you didn't mention that we're pretty much the only reason that you guys get to make this ad campaign. I just thought that was kind of interesting. They didn't didn't even throw up a raw logo. Like, I understand they don't want to be the they don't want to be known as the wrestling channel. But uh, when their whole when all when all of their success comes from the wrestling, you think they'd at least get a shout out. Right. Well, it's five hours of five hours of their prime time every week. You would think. However, it was the reaction of a scorned lover. Uh, NBC Universal has done quite a bit over the last five, four or five years to try to raise WWE's uh, profile, to try to improve their public image, whether that be having Cena host the Today Show or. Um, 
making certain sponsorships easier or, you know, there are a myriad of ways that NBC Universal has tried to inflate WWE over People the last People that are years. friendly with uh, NBC Universal putting John Cena in their movies. Yes. Like John Cena showing up in Tina Fey and Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. Now, some of that's John got himself a real, a real Hollywood agent. Sure. Now, some of that is that. But, and, you know, Dwayne Johnson is the biggest movie star on the planet. But, yes, there is, there's probably some smoke to that fire. Last week at SmackDown were the incredible circus clown Colin Cowherd and <laughs> another high-profile executive and the president of Fox Sports were front row at SmackDown at the Staples Center. That is a very public declaration from Fox that they're damn serious about getting into the wrestling business. <laughs> and... I think USA got their feelings hurt and that was, that was a response. So it's, it, it got messy when WWE left USA, you know, in gosh, what year was that? 2001 when they went to, to gosh, TNN at the time, later spike around there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it got, it got real nasty you know, almost two decades ago now, and WWE was back five years later, but they had to come crawling back five years later. So that relationship is, it's fascinating. And uh, it's its going to be real interesting to see, first of all, what dollar figure WWE ends up with and whether the people negotiating for them, the same the same guy, uh, uh, Ari Gold, uh, Ari Emanuel, is negotiating the UFC's TV deal and WWE's TV deal. WWE hired him to negotiate for them. So you could see a network get a UFC WWE package. Like it's really interesting all the kind of different things that could happen over the next couple of years. So yeah, fascinating time in sports media. One of my favorite things to talk about in case you haven't been listening to me ramble for the last five minutes. (laughs) No, it's like I said, I just thought that was such a striking and obvious omission uh, that it kind of, I kind of figured it had to, there had to be something up there and uh, it had to be, uh, and I'm sure that's something that I'm sure WWE noticed that, that uh, not so subtle s- slight on USA's part. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sure it was intentional. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, I'm it's, it's an interesting time. And obviously WWE the last time around really didn't have a lot of suitors. There was talk at the time that back in 2014, they were going to try to, shop SmackDown over to Spike and uh and and try to, you know, not put all their eggs in the NBC Universal basket and then it they didn't really get any big biters on uh, on SmackDown, so they kinda went back to, to USA and obviously USA used SmackDown to help bolster their uh their show by moving it uh to the network as well. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely there's smoke to that fire and they're I mean, and obviously Fox has potentially has more to offer. Obviously, people have been talking for weeks now about the idea of Raw going on to the main Fox network, which I still question. Like, I still, I just can't see that ever happening. But it may, I mean, and maybe it'll be worth it because, I mean, obviously it would have to be preempted for for sports throughout the year. And, and who knows if, you know, Fox could end up in the running for Monday Night Football in a couple of years or or something like that. But 
I mean, that's that that could be enticing, and and that that's the type of stuff that could that could draw WWE away from a partner that has been very has been very loyal to them over the last few years. And as you mentioned, it it we will get it can and will get messy if if it does look like WWE's headed out the door. Yep, yep, an interesting time. All right, now let's get out of here. Until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back very soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Answer, have you had so you were without power for quite a while eh yeah um i uh lost we lost power on friday morning at around 11 11 30 probably and uh, it came back on monday morning at uh, about 3 a.m holy hell yeah the best part was that every other spot in my neighborhood have power um including all of the street lights in front of my house. All what's, of them were on. What's and all and all of the houses across the street on our that are still on our street all had power. So it was like one row of houses on our on our side of the street and then like one half of the street uh above us uh were were missing power. We were like the last the last two to get our power back. How can you? Um, how can you explain it other than clearly God hates you? Yeah, I, I, I really wanted. I'd really like to look at the actual power grids and see how. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I'm just, I'm fascinated the way this must have been set up to where, like, all of, like, all when, I, when all the streetlights were on, I was like, okay, our power must be back, and then I walked into the house and I could hear the the generator still running. So I was like, oh. Okay, guess it's not back. So it's so it's like it, it has a very weird cutoff, and uh, it's just us and some houses behind us. We're the only one, and 
you know, the rest of our side of the street were the ones missing, uh, missing power. But uh, yeah. And then it came back and it was back. So I, uh, you know, everything's normal. And then at like one o'clock today, it went out again. Um, and <laughs> no, <laughs> it was, it was pretty surreal. Um, this time though, there was, there was, I guess it was on purpose because, they were out doing some sort of maintenance to it. There were trees down all over this neighborhood and really all over Bel Air, right. um, all over Hartford County. Uh, traffic lights were out. Like it was, it was a mess. Like this was, it wasn't, it wasn't a joke. So I get that. It was just, it was just kind of fascinating that how I guess our power grid must be set up to where every, almost literally everyone around us had power. And the entire city of Bel Air had seemingly had power restored, and yet our little strip of houses was still missing it until <laughs> Monday morning. But uh, yeah, it's it's back on now. So yeah, if if there is a silver lining to me working for nineteen straight days, it's uh, it's that I have really haven't been home very much. So it's not like I have to amuse myself uh, no, with but- with no power, but. All right, now let me let me just stop you right there. You know, the Lord, even the Lord, rested on the seventh day. <laughs> what are you doing? I try to keep on keeping on.